Welcome back, everyone, to another episode as we celebrate Women's History Month. Today, we are speaking with Mariette Ram. Mariette is a woman of power and global chief empowerment officer. As a three-time best-selling author, she teaches audiences around the world practical strategies to generate huge power of inner potential. She helps them thrive as employees or achieve uncommon entrepreneurial acumen that can help them build seven-figure businesses. She is also a UN Peace Ambassador who was named Influential Woman of the Year in 2020. She is a Forbes Business Council member, a Dom of Honor, and creator of The Powerful Woman. Mariette, welcome to the show. Enrique, absolutely honored for the invitation. Thank you. Well, I'm so glad that you are celebrating Women's History Month with me. And folks, we will be speaking about the power of positioning. Before we get into that, Mariette, tell us a little bit about you. My profile on LinkedIn is Mariette Ram. <laughs> it's being updated on a continuous basis, which if you have not been doing, you should be. And that's really much part of the positioning element of it. So please feel free to check me out, link in with me. Absolutely delighted to do that. I also have got a website, mariettespeaks.com, and I've got various um, acumens and various listings of my activities, what I've been doing over the last 15 years. In summary, this is, I am the worst possible person to give you a elevator pitch of who I am, <laughs> because my spectrum and expertise and the various sectors that I've involved with is just so vast. <laughs> that I cannot um, really put it into a, a, a 20 uh, a twenty second pitch, so to speak. Uh, but I'm very happy to anyone who would like to speak um, after watching this segment. I'm very open. My door is always open. Thank you for all that you do. And we're talking about specifically positioning yourself for success, the power of positioning. A lot of your talk your book and talks are around this subject matter, LinkedIn being primarily the, the venue and or the platform that we're going to focus on. But a lot of people do not know. A lot of people negate the power that it is in positioning and building credibility. So as we highlight that piece, building credibility, tell us a little bit about how you help folks get to that point because credibility is crucial, especially in the business world. Credibility is crucial. Credibility, it, it doesn't happen in a week and it doesn't happen in months. And most likely when I really think about of coming to that place of credibility, coming to that place of influence, that what precedes is a very long personal journey. And I believe in that. It's it's a very internal journey and a lot of things that can basically be left behind. And when it comes to really of you seeing, sometimes you go on LinkedIn or any other social media and see these wonderful women who are just portraying this ultimate confident image of, of statue and it's basically that is the woman that you would inspire to be. 
but you don't really understand of the decades of work that goes into becoming that woman. And I think most people, most most women, I'm just talking about as a she, her perspective, is we, we really need to acknowledge that fact that in a way it is a personal transformation journey coupled with skill sets and coupled with education that's going to elevate us to that level it it is certainly a journey it is it is a journey of of self transformation it is a journey of acquiring skill sets it's a journey of learning about other people how how we are able to actually to see the other perspective of those around us that are forming us already given that we developed a certain kind of personality and a certain kind of coping mechanism when it comes to how we deal with life in a general way but there is something external happens and then suddenly we have to react react or respond <laughs> there are two different questions here and I go into details about this in my book which is um, it came out in April last year uh, the Eve Code and I'm purely writing from from my perspective of how women are basically experiencing these upside downs from the biological physiological emotional and from a spiritual spectrum and that all adding up all these different components is eventually that's elevating that person to that level where she can really say that yes i can yes i can and a powerful statement to say yes i can you know as you were talking looking at the word credibility as a two face coin right first you have to get yourself to believe that you can right? because that statement is a personal statement an authoritative statement of almost like a stake in the ground right yes i can to also think about getting there yourself but then getting others to see that and also buy into the fact that you are credible. It is a long journey. I often joke around and say I'm a 51 year overnight success. <laughs> it took 51 years to get me to today, to this point where I can say, yes, I can, even for myself as a man, yes, I can, and allow others to say it as well. So credibility does take quite a while. It is a consistent plugging away at consistent actions, deliberate actions. And for those ladies listening, it is available, right? Credibility is available. And it's often said credibility is there until you lose it. And it is us. We either gain it or we either lose it. But great statement and how to basically put this positioning thing in the eyes of women. If you can envision a stake in your hand of achievement and, and being able to do something, put it in and say, yes, I can. That's uh, pretty wonderful. Now, as we go on building credibility, it doesn't happen by ourselves. It doesn't happen. We, we just can't do it by ourselves. We can't really do anything by ourselves. 
it takes a creating of a meaningful network. You talk about that in your book. You speak about that in your conferences and in your talks. So how would a woman go about creating that? Because there are a lot of people trying to network <laughs> without meaning and without cause just for the numbers. So how would you advise that we do that? I think I'm very fortunate in a way of, um, I started off from a medical field and certain things happened in life that kind of changed the course of actions. And I ended up in communication and PR, which I thoroughly enjoy, really, really, really enjoy. And one of the beauty of communication, especially if it's a merger between what is being taught at school, but what is basically experienced at first hand, putting those, putting all those pieces of knowledge together, it kind of highlighted a big factor to me that what communication all about. And networking is communication very much. Very much so. And thinking about of everything is changing with all this digital landscape, AI is coming in, a lot of digitalization is going on, um, robotics, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which certainly in certain fields and certain sectors should be, should be celebrated because there is need for it. And also what there is need for is human communication. And this is something that's kind of kind of perceived as old-fashioned, kind of perceived as old school, yeah, 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 communication, yeah, human touch, whatever. But do we actually understand what communication is? And when it actually when the penny dropped for me, <laughs> it's really through one of my assignments. And I realized that there are certain things that I'm writing, putting out there, and it could be that you are constructing your LinkedIn post, you are writing your blogs, um, you are appearing on a podcast, and this messaging coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out. Now, whoever is watching, like, for example, in this instance, whoever is watching on the other side, whoever is reading my post, my blogs, whoever is commenting, the communication actually happens when the information from me is being picked up by the receiver. And that receiver basically kind of throws the ball back at me. That's when the communication happens. And it has to be understood that this is very much of a two-way channel. And the more I see is that when people are, and not necessarily just women, people are putting messages out there. And you could say that, okay, I am communicating, I am communicating, but that ball is not being picked up because you are not thinking from the way of that, how I would like that ball to be picked up and how I would like that ball to be returned back to me in order to get the next message out. And you can translate it in a certain way that, okay, who is your audience? What does your audience want? You can go into a very salesy kind of approach of 
clients personas and all, all the rest of it which i'm sure i've got many many sales friends and 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 acquaintances on 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 social and they are absolutely expert at this i just would like to go with a very human human approach of of what do we want at the end of the day you know what do we want is really to someone to come our way and listen and say that, yeah, I get you. I get you. I know where you come from. I may not have got the same experiences that you have, but the way I processed my past journey, there are similarities. And I think those similarities are kind of coinciding. And that's when the communication really happens. And that's how the network building happens. I love that you say meaningful because that in that word <laughs> it means a lot but meaningful means that that network creation is benefit benefiting the listener and then it's better benefiting the the person that started the communication from the standpoint of getting that ball back and networking for the sake of networking we told that i have seen it both at events then virtual how we started getting into that and now it's kind of like a hybrid some have gone back to but if the networking is not meaningful then you've just invested time in something that you could have put put into something else that would have better occupied that time and so for those of you creating a network, especially on LinkedIn, endeavor to make it meaningful because that's where you get the most of your time. Now, when I reached out to you last year, by the way, <laughs> for this opportunity to be on the show, speak during Women's History Month, I endeavor to continue, not just to ask, but to continue to support you because. That is how network becomes meaningful. I get to see your posts. I get to read your posts. I get to get motivated by what you're saying. I also get the opportunity to motivate you by saying, thank you. Wow, this really meant a lot. This is how I saw it. And the dialogue continues. And that's where networking really, the power behind networking really starts. So thank you for sharing that. And especially the word meaningful because it does make a difference. Now, as I endeavor to build this network, you know, I've gone through the building credibility. I'm now connecting with people in a meaningful way. And your third point in your book is establishing yourself as an expert. If there's anything you want to do on LinkedIn is do that. But how did you bring that to people and how do you bring people to get to that point i do believe in a power of education and i do believe in a power of learning i'm i'm learning from as i walk through life and this is my fourth continent of kind of living habitat so to speak <laughs> there is certainly a lot to be picked up picked up and experienced here in north america um so I'm just learning and using every single opportunity to learn. Um, this is a combination of, yes, certainly taking courses, 
um, having those one-on-one -on -one conversations with uh, peers and and also within within sectors that uh, whose leadership I truly admire. Um, I do believe in that if you want to learn more and learn in a beneficial way, peer learning is great, peer, peer, peer um, sharing is great, but to really going up a, a platform level where you can really feel like oops, this is uncomfortable. I don't really know. I'm, I feel so small with these people, but that's where the learning happens to you. So if you are sort of a managerial level, for example, you know, really keep pushing to that, you know, director, you know, the, 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 the vice president and vice president and, and really the, the, the C-level uh, spectrum because that's where the learning is going to happen. And I think expert to show the expertise you really have to show your knowledge giving out posts that are great and here i have to really make an a, a, a distinction of online and offline i know that we are primarily engaging in an in an online activity here of what you can do online when it comes to profiling um but offline is very much of a feeding cycle in a way. So you happen to have certain competencies, you happen to have something that you know you know, <laughs> then do it. That's the best possible way, do it. And this is something that cannot be, cannot be done online. And that's one of the reasons why I think um, how can I, because I want to do it in, wanted to put it in the most compassionate way. A lot of people who are talking the talk, but they can't, when it comes to delivery, they can't walk the walk. And I'm hearing this feedback so many times, so many times. It's not that those people are having bad intentions, but they are utilizing a certain digital platform with the best possible intention that they can, but they can't deliver. And this is when you go back and say that, okay, do I know this? Do I know this? Do I know this? But further, going a step further, have I done this? If I have not been at a company of, if I have not managed to do six figures monthly, then I'm not the person to qualify. That's I can give you a course of how to build a six-figure business. <laughs> if I haven't been through a certain recovery process and I'm still suffering from certain addictions, certain mental conditions, I am not the one to say that, you know, mental issues at the workplace and how to overcome it, as simple as that. So walk that walk. And that's why it's so important to do the online work. And you can you can really feed it back to, sorry, offline. You can really feed the offline work back into online, saying that, you know, I've just been collaborating with such and such an organization. 
we managed to achieve it X, Y, Z, and it's all documented. Everybody is aware of the results. Everybody is aware of what's been achieved and everybody is aware that you've been really much part of that mechanism, part of that leadership team who managed to achieve this. So everything is great. You don't have to say it. I'm a fantastic leader and I know X, Y, Z. Show it and then say it. Hi, I'm here with Susie and Jack. And we are just celebrating, I don't know, our our 50th, um, you know, sponsor fundraiser, <laughs> you know, so, 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 something along these, these, these lines. And I think that goes a long, long, long way. Well, I love that because you say expertise has two faces, one digital and one real, one real, right? That's person. And that digital expertise, which ends up being what you see on LinkedIn, right? It's a digital version of your, of who you are. That digital version has to be a byproduct of you actually being the expert. And so if it's any way around or vice versa, you got to find yourself in trouble because just like you said. Sooner or later, yes. <laughs> You you won't be able to produce. And so uh, that truth will come out. So as folks listening, as you are establishing this yourself as an expert digitally, make sure you have the backing for that uh, claim to be an expert because it will come out sooner or later. Wonderful. Now, being an expert and being a thought leader are two different things. Right. You could be an expert at changing a tire, but if you can't talk about the whole process and bring other people to get inspired by this whole process of changing a tire, you're not really a thought leader. You're not expounding on that. You're not bringing others to higher learnings. And being a thought leader is something that is sought after. Uh, I see it a lot in on LinkedIn. But being a thought leader in your industry is so important to establishing you, yourself in a good position uh, to thrive digitally, uh, obviously as a byproduct. But how would you suggest folks go down this road of establishing themselves as a thought leader in their industry? Thought leadership is a combination of, yes, having done it and, and, and a very academic perspective because you have to translate it and and the best possible example that I'm I'm a huge admirer of the late Wayne Dyer and how he managed to really in, interpret but also convey that message that he did not he did not say he owned the material he was basically translating what others before him said Abraham Maslow and some of the the, the really the, the the Middle Eastern and um, uh, gurus and, and 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 icons and he turned a lot to 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 the Tao to uh, uh, to various ancient um, philosophies, uh, but he managed to get the, that that um, that message across to the everyday people, to bus drivers, to taxi drivers, to nurses, to 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 stay at home moms, he managed to do that. And he was considered a thought leader. 
Now, is thought leader really is, we could say that, is it purely an academic position whereby you are able to see of, you are able to really understand that what your audience needs and how your audience needs to hear it in order for them to incorporate whatever it is that needs to be incorporated into their lives. Or the other theory is that, okay, I'm a thought leader because I can give a really amazing rundown uh, of how I managed to do this absolutely remarkable thing. And I can manage to compile it into 20 points or 10 points. And I can communicate it to my audience. Now, I'm a big believer that, and going back down to that, everybody can learn from everybody, but you can't really, it's not a blind kind of, okay, this is going to be the way. This is going to be exactly the way. If John did it this way or that way, if I do whatever John did, I'm going to get the same results. That's kind of, I think that's kind of wishful thinking. So, you know, it's whatever works for Enrique and whatever works for Mariette, uh, we may have similar positions within the process, similar points that are coming from the same person or some similar sources that we've, we've absorbed, but there are still many, many, many different ways to, to do it. So going back to really the thought leadership is... I more or less see it more of an academic way of really serving people and really understanding of understanding what the current audience through whatever my topic may be, digital, social, humanitarian, um, medication, something in the in 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 the healthcare field. Of whoever is listening to me, I understand what those people are struggling with currently right now. I understand their language, their everyday language. People don't 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 talk and don't cannot understand and and, and comprehend information in a very jargonistic term. It has to be every day that it's like a five-year-old can understand it. And I think once that people is a, once once that person is able to do this very simplistic delivery to an audience that I know and I not not also know that I fear that I'm part of this audience. I'm one of you, and it goes back all the way, all the different steps that we 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 talked you and I during this interview. It's almost like a transition, just going through a different stages of transitioning through which you can say that yeah I think I'm making a difference yes I can because I accepted and I learned that I can personally yes I can communicate yes I understand what the audience and yes I've got the willingness to serve unconditionally serve and there are going to be rewards you know there is no expectation because if someone sees that you know your stuff you can deliver your stuff you're creating results. They're going to reach out and say that, you know, Enrique, Maria, John, Susie, you know, whatever. I really, whatever you did there, I want you to do it for me, for my company. And I want you to do it for 
150 250k a year simple as that absolutely which brings us to the final point about sales right building your sales <laughs> pipeline which is funny you know, you, you know, you talk about business, you talk about the transition of taking all of this individual traits, being able to take those and transition them into a conversation with someone that is trusting your expertise. And now that expertise has actually come to a point where your communication is well-received because you understand the audience. Now you become this thought leader and yes, people will start to reach out and start to engage you for co either collaboration or hiring or come speak at my event. Can you be uh, the, the keynote for this, which ends up being in a monetary game. Now, not everyone on LinkedIn is on LinkedIn for a monetary gain, although it is a professional platform. Some are looking to get a job, which equates to monetary gain. So there's an element there. There's some people that use it strictly for a sales pipeline, and that's perfectly fine because there are a lot of professionals trying to do business on it. How would you suggest that someone starts to do this for themselves if after all the four points that we just discussed come to this particular moment in time? This is really is a tough one. And we understand that LinkedIn as a network, it offers so many different uh, options. And social selling, obviously, a topic that is widely discussed. How can I do it? You know, what's the what's the best lead generation? What can I do before, during, after, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, social selling, best practices, et cetera, et cetera. I think if you just put in social selling LinkedIn on Google, the amount of results that you're going to get is just endless. You can <laughs> you can spend your entire month of March basically just, just reading about social selling. Um, and coming back to the point as well, how just knowing that what social selling is and how what i can actually do physically what i can actually do that all these points are going to be proven that yes my the, the theory is basically is proven right i'm going to give an example um there is a person let's just say that a person and this person normally gets you know a lot of engagement that you would say that like, wow, this is, you know, this is amazing. And from time to time, I tend to get this. I'm not the person who is into blocking people and unfriending people and doing all this thing. Because at the end of the day, I believe that, you know, everybody's got their right to do whatever they want to do on LinkedIn. You know, if I don't like it, I just ignore it and I just jump onto the next thing. So this person from time to time sent me this, these random sales messages that one day I'm, you know, kind of advertising this weight loss course and, and, and instruct the thing. The next um, should be supposed to be buying this and the next day I'm supposed to be signing up for that. And the next thing, and first I try to say that, okay, 
we are in the same network. I've been following you. You know, I really admire your content. This is what I do. If you see any similarities, you know, I'm happy to jump on a, you know, 20 minute, half an hour discovery call and see, you know, if we actually like each other <laughs> after a call. Um, I didn't receive anything. Um, I was contacted basically uh, by this person, which I believed was not, I know that many of you using automated emails when it comes to outreach. And most of the messages, I understand the sales pitches are automated and a lot of replies that are automated now, which is up to a point. I think there is an etiquette about this. It's in one of, uh, one of my best-selling book, which I uh, brought up about LinkedIn, the use of LinkedIn. I discussed this fully as well, the etiquette of automation. Because up to a point, whatever workload you have got, it's humanly sometimes impossible to spend 16 hours, 17 hours daily on LinkedIn it's humanly, it's just impossible. It really is. So CRM's great, but there is an etiquette to it. Right, let's let's close that door and let's, let's move back to my example. And I was asked by this person to be on this person's team when it came to a certain promotional event, unremunerated, uh, basically just offering my network of give the word out for me and it's all going to be great. And I said, hang on a minute, you know, if you want to be, uh, you know, want me to be on your team as a, you know, communication PR, you know, someone who is really accelerating the launch process, then I'd expect a little, little bit more. And then the, suddenly the communication just went blank, absolutely blank. And then from time to time, these sales messages kind of come, go and go and go and go. And now I'm just kind of, sometimes I feel like replying that, look, I, I think I, I got in the uh, automated reply funnel and and thanks for that. But, you know, good luck and, you know, keep being healthy and happy and, you know, the rest of it. So if that's people, if people's idea is that, Okay, now I am seen as a thought leader. Now I'm seen as an authority with credibility on LinkedIn and I've got lots of engagement on my post. And now suddenly I can just come up with this really amazing thing and I just send out a lot of messages to people. Um, in a way, it's, would I call it spamming? Um, I'm not sure. But this strategy is not going to work. Maybe it will work with someone who is who is relatively new to LinkedIn and they are looking for a solution for themselves. Maybe they want to maybe they want to better their LinkedIn performance. Maybe they are looking for a job. Maybe there is something personally that they are looking to to overcome. There are losses, there are certain kind of disappointments which we are venturing into the mental field, which is which is kind of risky in a way because you have to understand that you know this is this is this is about people's lives. This is you can't just play around. You can't be on LinkedIn and say that here is a book that's going to change your life. Buy it for $19.99 on Amazon and become a groupie. And that's to me, that's not how it works. That 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 really is not. 
and maybe I'm not not giving a direct, really a direct answer to the the, the sales funnel or the sales generation to LinkedIn. But if you can see that this is my example that I brought up, and this is like, please don't do it, please, 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 please don't do it. And even if you've got five hundred thousand or over a million followers, and someone reaches out, especially if they are new, and you can say that. Okay, maybe there is some that maybe there is some 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 synergy here, there and there, but I'm just too busy. I've got meeting this and this and this and this and this. Just a couple of sentences. And I know that many people, even with a million followers, they are looking through their messages nonstop, 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 nonstop. And just say, you know, hey, thanks for reaching out. You know, um, I, you know, I wish you the best of success. And you know, if I come across your posts on LinkedIn. I would love to engage. I can't follow you because, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I can't connect because my connection uh, uh, account is completely full up. And I have done that in the past before. Um, you know, I follow, I follow people that I've got something like a, you know, couple of hundred of followers and I press the notification button on. Now, if it comes to the point of that, these people think that, oh, Okay, this person is going to employ me. This person is going to. So you have to be really kind of transparent that it is a networking, and I'm really looking to see of what you can deliver. So if 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 I'm really connecting with the person and I'm offering that, okay, let's see, I'm going to. The way in which algorithm works, obviously, you are liking someone's post that's going to pop up on your followers' posts, etc., 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 etc. So if I'm giving this person the credibility, and 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 more through me, so it's kind of piggybacking on my profile, and I'm interacting, and I and I definitely want the best best for him or for her. And this person is like, give me a job, give me a job, give me a job, give me a job. There has to be a point when it's like. I'm sorry, this is this is this is not what it's all about. I really want to help you. You know, I'm not an employer, you know, I can't give you a job as such. And but I can basically help you with resources. And I want to help you with resources of what you need to read, what you need to advance in order to get to get to that next step, slowly but surely, you know, get to the next step. Um, and it's just a loving curve of the other person. So Gosh, um, this is not this is not a, a good 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 or a bad answer. But to really to 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 give a short version to have the profile, have your profile as professional as possible. Um, really nail down that audience who you want to talk to, which sector you want to talk to. Um, engage with with other thought leaders engage with other peers and really write out uh, your thoughts on posts in a comment section reach out for a conversation um establish something create something and i know that the possibilities of the newsletter the blog is things that previously talked about that kind of shows your um your your expertise level so to speak with 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 the online expertise knowledge those are endless those are really endless and they are definitely going to lead to sooner or later some some sort of a 
people will notice it. People will really, really, really notice it. So if you are in healthcare, for example, and you want to talk to nurses, then you know, dig yourself really into in, in into that 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 area. And and bigger numbers don't necessarily mean of bigger success, bigger cash in the bank, you know, a bigger bank account. It seriously doesn't. It seriously doesn't. You know, noise, noise is just noise. Getting, being able to get through that noise. And I think it's a kind of um, play with the ego, so to speak, of, of where I'm sitting. And we can go into, again, into this very, very in, in much depth because the use of social media when it comes to how it affects the brain, those kind of feeling good factors that you get when you get the likes, when you get the engagement and the comments and things, this is physiological. This is something that people can get addicted to and we understand. We understand the whole phenomenon, what is happening. So the ego can really play a part in this. And say that, you know, oh, now I'm kind of, you know, I have to produce this all the time and I have to, have to, have to, have to, have to. So it's sometimes it's just taking a step back and saying that, what is, is it really working? Is it like 20,000 likes on my post? What was the result of that? How many conversations have I had out of that? How many direct messages have been, have been answered as a result of that? If I had 15 billion or 15 million views, what was the result of that? And, you know, have a, have a, re a reality check because everybody can say that, you know, I'm a LinkedIn influencer. You know, you can have your blue little badge and or whatever you want to do is, is but yeah, come down to the reality check and and take that ego back. And it's 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 not it's not um, it's it's not easy. It's really not easy to do. So I think and we kind of circling back to the beginning of of really understanding that who you are, where you come from, and 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 what is it that that you personally wanted want to deliver. Well, sales definitely incorporates people. And if you are not addressing your sales pipeline to include people and the way you treat people and the way you communicate and invest in people, that won't take a lot of traction. And you're right. You could have a million followers and I've seen it and it mean nothing. I must admit, I, I've never bought anything from this <laughs> from this person and I don't think I ever will. <laughs> and and that goes to show that the numbers are somewhat deceptive. Uh, you can fall into the trap of believing that because you have so much numbers, you can actually turn that into some type of business. But if you're in business and it's with people, you have to treat people right. You have to give them the appropriate amount of attention and then you'll see some things convert, but not all things will convert. And I hope folks can understand that. Marriott, this has been a great dialogue around being able to put yourself in a position uh, to finally maybe get to a, a sale or be able to engage in some monetary gain. But it all takes an individual. It starts with an individual. That whole process going through is individual. 
And even when you get to the point where you get to sale, it takes another individual uh, to get to get you to there. So if someone listening to today's uh, episode celebrating Women's History Month wanted to get a hold of you, what would be the best way for them to do so? LinkedIn, definitely. Just put in the little search box. <laughs> They're on top of if you are on this device on the top of your screen. If you are on a big device on the left bottom, uh, left upper corner, Marriott Ram, and send me a direct message and in my in inbox. I'm always, always, always scrolling through my messages. So LinkedIn is the best possible way. And let's see, let's see what's possible. All right, and I'll make sure to have that as part of the show notes and videos so folks can get a hold of you. I'll include some other links as well that will benefit the listener. Folks, we were talking about the power of positioning. I hope you've learned some things here in this last five points that we covered that Mariette has expounded on. And I hope that you can get yourself into a position where you are proud of who you are and you put your stake in the ground, have become that person that people go, go after. I want to remind everybody that today's episode is sponsored by Triad Leadership Solutions and Superpass, which are powering our website and app, Southern Sweet and Sassy Coffee, and Harchester London. If you've enjoyed this episode and learned something interesting about the topic covered today, make sure to subscribe and let us know by leaving a comment. We're always looking for new ideas and guests that we can add to our show. So, if you know someone or have a topic that you would like featured on the podcast or want to sponsor our show, we'd love to hear about it by emailing us at triadleadershipsolutions at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode where we dissect leadership from another angle. And as we like to end the show, success to you. 